All right, I'm going to hit that theme tune. Yo, hit that theme tune. I'm keeping that in. No. Hey, everyone. Yeah. You're listening to My Ex and I with (laughs) Natalie and Michael, two people who used to date but don't anymore. They talk about their lives, dating, relationships, and basically everything else, but they're not professionals. Don't take anything they say too seriously. They're just making jokes. Except for the parts where they dip into deep commentary on social and political issues. Maybe take those ones seriously. Also, maybe don't listen to it with your kids in the car, unless you're a cool parent, in which case, what's up? My Ex and I podcast. They're talking exes for the rest of yous. Good afternoon, Hello. my friend. Good afternoon. It How is 4 p.m. It is 4 p.m. on a snowy day. Is it snowy there? Uh, yeah, it's pretty snowy. Just still snow on the ground, you know. No, no active snow coming in, thankfully. Right, 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 right. Snowy in Dayton? Snowy in Dayton. A lot of snow. Hey, did you know that Google has been carbon neutral t- since 2007? I did not know that. I it did says not that know that. On- it says that on my browser that I'm looking at, but my question is, what is what? I mean, I guess like servers. What does Google make that w- would necessitate it to be the carbon server. neutral? The servers, okay. you know. I don't know. There's how that a lot. Works. There's a lot of talking about you know how like NFTs and cryptocurrency are not carbon neutral, or at least they have mm. a pretty significant uh, carbon footprint, and so I think Google's railing against that. Is that just like the electricity that it takes to maintain that? Yeah, uh, particularly mining cryptocurrency. It requires a lot of power and like Mm. some very expensive uh, graphics cards. And those are pretty intense to run. And so I think that's that's why. Oh, well. Plus, people do them like all crazy. There's like they have you got to do a lot of them if you if you really want to get into the crypto mining. And so, you know, it's a big deal. I legitimately cannot conceive of anything I care about less than crypto. And I, 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 there's a part of me that is very afraid that it is the future because I'm making no effort to learn anything about it. And I will never, I would rather die. I, uh, just watched like a two hour YouTube video that was very well produced and written about nfts specifically but it was a lot of background on cryptocurrency before it got into the nft discussion and uh i gotta say i don't think it's the future man okay cool good i I really don't it kind of just feels like it feels like we're gonna feel about it the way we feel about mlms in a couple years i think so too for real yeah 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 uh or like when everyone was kind of panicking that Napster was going to kill the music industry. And in retrospect, it's like that. It kind of just, I guess it changed it a little bit, but not fucking really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like now we stream stuff, but we figured it out. We adjusted and the panic was kind of for not. Can you believe that like Y2K stuff and like 2000 stuff is now it's nostalgia now. Oh yeah. Like yeah. the trend cycle is coming back around and it's like that stuff is vintage. 
Yeah, which is pretty, that's, that's, that's kind of sick. No, 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 it's no, ki- no. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. We, we were there for it. Yeah. We're getting that's old, fun. Michael. Yeah, you know, we're getting old. Speaking we're of 30. getting old or not, uh, you and I, we were discussing our D&D campaign before this. we started recording. Yeah. And in a couple weeks or a month's time, we're going to be meeting in Chicago. Uh, the city or actually, of D&D. The city of D&D, you and I are going to drive together, actually, I think. Yeah. And you, uh, we're going to do the, me? yep, we're going to do the D&D campaign live. Okay. And uh, our friend Jeff, friend of the show, who had his yeah. own Jeff episode, huh. said, Michael, would you like to go to a Billie Eilish concert that Monday? And I oh. said, absolutely, I would. That sounds yeah. fucking wonderful. And so yeah. I think like. I think I might come pick you up in Dayton, drive you to Chicago, drive back, and then ride with Jeff back to Chicago. <laughs> oh, oh, um, the next is day. there? I feel like there has to be a smarter way we could do that. So, like, I don't know. I could stay in Chicago, or like you could drive to Finley, and it would cut down a little bit of drive time. But ultimately, I want to go on a road trip with you, and I want to go on a road trip with Jeff, and so I don't mind. I what wouldn't if, mind that. I mean, this is not something we have to talk on our podcast because it's literally just logistics. But like, what sure. if you took me up there, and then I took like a bus back, and then Jeff took a bus up, and then you drove Jeff back? Too many buses. I don't mind a bus. You don't? No, I like a bus. I took a bus last time. I guess that's true. Last time you went to Chicago, you took a bus. I took two buses, one there, one back. That's true. Could have been the same bus. It wasn't. Because they do these, because it's not like, I don't even remember if it was like Greyhound or Megabus, but they partner with these. Okay. I don't, how do you know? Oh, we went to the Greyhound Greyhound station. station. Yeah. Yeah, You dropped me off. Okay. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) But they, they do. Well, then you remember the bus I got on. It wasn't like a Greyhound. It was like a. Mr. Happy's Indiana Charter Bus. Uh, oh, like, yeah, that's right. It's these small bus companies that they partner with that just have like the world's weirdest routes along Indiana. Huh. Um, but they're, it's kind of neat. You know, you get to see the Indiana countryside. Yeah, but that's the worst state in, in <laughs> it, it you know. Bad. It's, I, <laughs> I firmly believe that Indiana like is the worst state. It's a stinker of a state. It's the, it's, it's the public like porta potty of states. I think so. I think so. I think that's fair. And I don't think anyone would argue, even people from Indiana. I agree. I agree. But I think I'm going to a Billie Eilish concert with our friend Jeff, which I'm very excited about. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Very uh, excited. I I think that would be really neat. That's going to be a big concert. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, But I believe the venue has some COVID restrictions in place to get people separated as much as possible. Additionally... I have not done anything in two oh, no, years. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't, you. No, you I know. Really, yeah. But, but for me, giving myself permission, it's like, I haven't rolled the dice on anything but D&D since this pandemic started. <laughs> and so I think my return to like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to do all the COVID restrictions and stuff, but I am going to allow myself to have the experience of being in a large venue and watching the most talented Uh, 19-year-old pop star of this generation. Totally, totally. Uh, That's how I plan to be come summer. Um, Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think if if this is just the way life is now and like 
spring, summer is when we do stuff and fall, winter is when we don't because the, you know, everybody's getting sick. Shit's worse. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how life is, I guess. I think so. Yeah. But, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with that. I definitely think, especially like now at the age we're at, like giving yourself permission to like be careful, but like life is out there happening. So, so maybe yeah. let's do a little of it, you know? I agree. I agree. Well, that's cool. Spe- I'm happy Speaking for of Billie Eilish though, did you see she does the same interview every year with like fucking Vogue or something? Yeah. I don't think I've watched it in like two years, but I need to. Oh, Natalie, you should. I know. And I particularly know. this year's was my favorite ever. She was very, she did more commenting on the previous interviews this year than she has in the past. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting where she was like uh, opening up about the lies that she was telling in those previous interviews and like really oh, focusing wow. on how she's grown as a person and as a public figure since since the first one and even since the last one. And it was it was very good. I highly recommend everybody check out that Billie Eilish interview. <laughs> That's really cool. And you know what else is really cool is I wonder how it feels to be the like journalist or who the fuck ever that came up with that idea. Because oh. what a cool idea and what a cool person to like get on the ground floor of. Yeah. And then Dude, have for that. real. Great job. Bitching. That guy that who that person? Great, Great job. Promoted. Do you do you want to introduce the podcast? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, we, I don't even, we don't even got to talk about it. We know how we do it now with this, this virtual recordings. Uh, hey, do. everybody. I'm Michael. And I'm Natalie. And my ex and I have a podcast together. And Boom. also, we have animals who are fighting, apparently. <sighs> yeah. What's going on with the cats. boys, Michael? I don't know, but it's stressing me out. These cats are fighting. They're getting <sighs> into it. They're screaming. They're scratching <sighs> each other. And it it traumatizes me and panics me as a father, and I don't like it. And for context, these cats have lived together for years. Their whole lives. Their whole li- I mean, Munch was one. Finn was one. I mean, they, yeah. they're, it's been years. It's been years. The way the majority of their lives, they've known each other and lived together. And, they, and been f- cool. Pretty cool. They've always gotten in little scraps, but nothing too significant. It seems like it's escalating. You did like move back to your mom's house and it maybe seems like it's ramped up a little bit. Maybe it's just like kind of unfamiliar, but they've always been there too, on and off. Yeah. And interestingly, they were they were fighting a lot in my apartment or that's when I started to notice like, oh, they're getting into some scraps. This is kind of weird. And then when I moved back to my mom's house, they chilled out. They way chilled out. And I thought it's because they had more space and they were just like able to separate from each other when they weren't feeling each other's vibes. But now, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's ramping back up again, and I don't know what to do. Boys? Yeah. I I, I sent them to their rooms. I try to separate <laughs> them. but And I send you know, Finn to bed with no dessert, but nothing <laughs> seems to be working. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Poor boys. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you other than like I, I – I'm wondering if something is maybe secretly wrong with one of them, which is awful to think about. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I am going to take them to the vet. Yeah. Uh, I lost their nail clippers a couple months ago. I'm going to buy new ones of those so I can clip their nails so they can they at least do less damage to each other when they do decide to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I'm just going to go from there. Yeah. You know. Kitty cats fighting. Well, Kitty on that cats. depressing note, uh, I have a segment. <laughs> I would love it. I have a sad, sad segment 
for sad, sad people like us and our listeners. Um, this is Hit It, Michael. This is At Least I'm Not As Sad As I Used To Be, where we tell sad stories from before the pandemic to remind ourselves that life has always been terrible. This week, (laughs) the topic was um, shitty housing situations, like shitty apartments, bad roommates, bad landlords. Um, Oh, I like that. Yeah, we got some awesome stories of some terrible, terrible places to live. Um, As before... um, these answers came to the form came to us in the form of uh, responses on Instagram. So if you ever want to participate in these listener led segments, please follow us on Instagram, or you know just email us some thoughts. Sometimes people do that, and it makes it in, and it's really fun. It's great. Um, I love it. I was doing all of that to try to get to a place that I wanted to be, and I wasn't. Well, I can vamp. No, it's okay. I got it. Um, so this first one is just. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, fuck you. You're fine. Um, so <laughs> this first one, um, this is fucking scary, dude. Okay. Um, this person wrote in and they said, I found a room in a guy's apartment, two bedroom shared living space. He seemed nice, but polite, um, fairly quiet and clean. So I moved in a week later. He casually mentioned he had a kid that he's not allowed to see and he won't oh say why. Oh boy. <laughs> Another week goes by and he accidentally mentions that he just started a new job because he was unemployed for a bit because he had been in prison. Again, Uh-oh. wouldn't say why. Then 3 a.m. buzzer is ringing off the hook. I answer it. We're on the fourth floor and it's him saying he forgot his keys and can I let him in? I buzz him in, but he somehow is able to get into the front door and unlock it. Then he starts trying to hug me and comes into my bedroom and basically throws himself on my bed and says, I know why you moved in here. I managed to placate him and sweet talk him back out into the hallway, then barricaded myself in my room using a bookcase. The next morning at 7 a.m., he left for work at 7 a.m., and by the time he returned home, I'd used my car to move out by myself. He was raging because he wanted rent money for the next month, and I said, and said I screwed him over. Blocked and deleted, just bummed I had to leave my bed behind. That's wow. bananas. That That's is bananas. It's so dangerous to live. So in the dangerous. World. So dangerous to live in the world. Props to that person for fucking handling that, I think, the best way they could have. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Fucking sweet talking him out of there, barricading, getting out the fucking next day and leave that bed behind. Fuck that bed. Yeah. Fuck that bed. Fuck that guy. Holy shit. Fuck that guy for real. Fuck that um, guy. That's ju- that's just like. You know, sometimes we get on here and we talk about dudes acting up and we poke fun at them. That's not the, that. That is just straight up scary behavior. Hello, you horny little fucks. It's not that. It's Hello, not whore. like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not worse. that guy. It's worse it's, than that it's guy. It's worse than that guy. That guy's just fucking a weirdo and we didn't have to see him, you know? Right, right. Also, God, I, I've listened back to that episode and I fucking... Still cannot handle that. I, it still makes me laugh every He's time. a great fella. He's a great fella. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next one. This is really just some some landlord neglect here, but very egregious. Mm. My old apartment had no insulation in the ceiling. I was on the top floor, and the air conditioning ducts were pretty much all ripped through by squirrels and raccoons. 
My AC would run almost 24 hours a day and my apartment would still be 80 plus degrees, leaving me with disgustingly high electric bills. The complex said they didn't have the authority to put insulation in the ceilings because it was such an expensive project. I told them that I considered those living conditions a breach of contract and after I moved out, the complex told me that I owed them $200 for a broken blind and some boxes left in the apartment. (laughs) I called them back and told them if they wanted to go to court over that $200 versus the literal torturous heat conditions that I had to deal with because of their ineffectiveness ineffectiveness we could do that and i never heard from them again we got some badass listeners bro got them yeah dude i i also love the did they not have the authority or was it too expensive (laughs) yeah because what (laughs) those are different things i thought they were going to say like oh dude we need permits for that you know we don't have the authority to make those kind of decisions out here in the city but no it's just i can't i don't have the authority it was i don't have the authority it's so much money (laughs) Much. I don't have the authority from me to spend that. From the capitalist system, I don't have the authority. Right. The you know it would the make authoritarian. Me, <laughs> it would make me a reasonable landlord, and we can't Jesus, be having that. Man. All right, we have um, some more. <laughs> One is um, I lived with the landlord in an old house. There was oh. no heat. Uh, there was no heat. I bought a space heater and burned through two outlets. Shit. This is is just some poor infrastructure here. This reminds me of something I don't think we've talked about since probably the first episode. You and I rented a house together. Oh, yeah. It sucked. It was real bad. We broke up. And then Mm -hmm. uh, you found another place. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we decided like, okay, you go take that place. I'm going to continue to rent this house, but I'm going to move back in with my parents because I don't want to stay in this house necessarily. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I would occasionally go check on it, especially because mm-hmm. I was kind of trying to find someone to sublease it so I didn't have to continue to pay for it for the duration of the the lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what a subleaser is. And um, and I walked in one time and I realized, oh, it's spooky cold in here. Way too cold. It's the winter yeah. months and it mm-hmm. feels like there's no heat going on. Right. And so I called the landlord and I said, hey, it's cold. And I feel Burr. like... I feel like uh, the the heater's not working. The furnace isn't working. And they said, we got it. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry. And I said, you know, I'm not living there. No one's living there. Just so you know, you should check that out. And they said, sure, no problem. I, I, I think it's worth mentioning, like, they did know that we weren't living there. Like, they were yes. fully aware of it and cool with it. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. And I, again, I would check on it. Like, I was, I was able to identify that the heat wasn't on. Right, right. Um, and then one time I went back again just to check on it, and I walked in, and uh, the uh, it was a two story house, mm-hmm. and the ceiling above the kitchen, which was the bathroom of on the second floor, had collapsed and mm-hmm. uh, had ruined everything. 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 It everything. was the 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 it collapsed. The, there was no yeah. floor where there was floor before. Yeah. And so I walked up there and I looked at it and I was like, "Yep, that's a hole in the floor." Uh, and I'm not talking a little hole in the floor. No. I mean, like, no. like the whole six floor. feet by five. Feet. Yeah, it was it was the, like the whole floor. Uh, and so I called them. Oh, and then as I was walking around too, I realized that they had not fixed the furnace, but they had put space heaters up everywhere, which is what reminded uh, me of this story. Right, right. That, that was their solution of like, oh, well, we'll just put space heaters up since no one's living there. But clearly the pipes froze and burst and it collapsed the fucking floor. And yep. then they tried to blame it on me. Uh, they they said that I left the bathtub on, which doesn't make any sense because I was nope. not living there. And they knew that. Um, and they knew that. 
they tried do you, they I've told you this they tried to call me and get yeah. me to pin it on you yeah and yep, I was yep. like I was like I'm not involved like I don't I'm out you knew yeah. I was out I don't know what you want me to do and yeah like, and you, you called and, me and you were like hey we just broke up but I'm not gonna fucking do this <laughs> no and also what was weird and like I maybe would have taken it a little bit more seriously but a it was completely their responsibility and I knew that and b yeah. This woman was having this phone call with me where she was like telling me that all this had happened and trying to get me to like be mad at you on the phone. And then yeah. she was like, oh, by the way, that furniture on the porch of the house is really nice. Let me know if you would want to like sell that to yeah. me. Oh, that's and I was right. like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, she was like, it's, hey, I'm going to sue your ex-boyfriend and maybe you if you don't blame it on him. And also, what's up with that patio furniture? You guys don't need that anymore, right? <laughs> But you didn't end up getting sued, right? It all turned out to be fine because it was obviously their problem. I pulled a double uh, reverse Uno on him where I said, not only are you not going to sue me, but also uh, this house isn't really livable right now. So I'm going to not pay, pay the rest you. of my lease. I'm going yeah. to dip out of here. And they said, fuck you. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God. What a time. What a time. There was not anyway. Yeah. No, I figured we would get into that story. That's kind of that was one of my thoughts here. Um, yeah. But but that has to be one of the most bananas things that's ever happened to me. Certainly. I completely agree. I will never forget the moment when I walked into that house and I looked and I saw that the ceiling wasn't there anymore. And I was like, this is a problem. And what's sad is like our breakup was was definitely difficult, but like I also knew that we were cool. So when yeah. I moved out, I wasn't like it wasn't like I had to like get all my shit and leave. Like we were I was yeah. kind of moving out slowly. But when that happened, everything in that house was ruined. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, like there was nothing. It was like this is you don't have this stuff anymore. You don't have that stuff anymore. No, no. We bought a washer dryer that was in the basement that I had just fucking left there, and then like yeah, left furniture, left yeah, a bunch of yep. a bunch of shit, clothes in the basement. Yeah. Yep, not great. Whatever, whatever. Not great. Whatever. Fuck them. Fuck them. That's that's the spirit. <laughs> that's the spirit of this fucking segment. <laughs> Fuck them. At least I'm not um, as sad as I used to be, huh? Right, right. Hey, <laughs> things are bad, but so was Thing that. Yeah, things are also bad. We're bad. <laughs> um, we had a submission. Um, there was a skunk that died under our house, made everyone's stuff smell. I remember this. This was at our friend's house. Um, it was pretty funny. Oh, damn. Um, it was at like Mike and Ryan's. Oh. Like, they all live together. But they're um, so nice. I know, but it was funny. Uh, <laughs> but like really bad. Um, yeah. There was there was another Somebody else said, uh, the only way my door stayed locked was if I took the doorknob with me when I left. Incredible. Incredible. Like a person who takes their bike tire off so no one steals their bike. <laughs> right, right. Just take the doorknob with you. So they took the doorknob so no one stole the apartment. Um, okay. We got two replies to a question sticker, but I think maybe one didn't come through because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I'm just going to read the two so that we can all use our imaginations to kind of fill in. Um so all it says is party for my roommates and I, we had three pizza parties. Let's just say I kept wishing the next bat would enter our house so we could get another pizza. What I think has happened here is a, a bat got into a house and maybe nothing was done about it except for a pizza three yeah. times, which or is a, incredible. A great piece of micro fiction that I really like. 
yeah. That was yeah, a beautiful yeah. short story. Yeah, baby shoes never worn. It was so good. <laughs> Pizza box, bat. Pizza box, bat and house. <laughs> okay. Um, no, switching over. Uh, okay. Here's one that I really just never expected where it went at any point. Um, I moved into my first apartment and everything was great until one morning at 3.30 a.m. As I opened the door to leave for work, I heard giggling coming from the dumpster, which was like 10 feet away from where I had parked. It happened every day for over a month before before the cops finally caught him. What made it worse was that it was during the time when people were dressing up as creepy clowns and scaring people. Luckily, this guy was harmless and just looking for copper. Looking for copper? looking for copper i don't know you can sell copper i guess just uh, yeah but you're looking at it every day in the same dumpster right is, and is, joyously. It, a big, is it a big copper hot spot like this specific well, yeah, it's dumpster? Big, this, is, this is that copper dumpster bro. <laughs> this is that copper dumpster we and you know what these for it, miles it makes me giddy when i see mm-hmm. it i the it's the the fumes it's the fumes it's that <laughs> the copper copper, copper dumpster fumes those I love copper it. fumes <laughs> All right. Um, Okay, here's one. Right after I graduated, um, I moved to an apartment in South Toledo. It was in a floor half apartment, so I think it's like half a basement, um, with small basement windows looking out into the courtyard. Nice enough people in the area, and the landlords were fair, but our above neighbors were the worst. They either had 10 kids running around, jumping off their balcony, or knocking on our windows to try and talk to our cats. I wouldn't have minded... If the parents would have been any sort of attentive to the situation, I could go on and on about the noise issues, but this at least sets up the scene for the cherry on top. One fateful night, we hear water dripping. Sleepy eyed, I go to see what's happening, and our fucking ceiling is leaking over top our kitchen and living room. We call over the night staff, and they find out the upstairs neighbor had a pipe burst. So they get it fixed, cut open to paint, let it dry, and let us know a cleaner will come out. The next morning of the same night, after the same night, we wake up to see our entire living room soaked and damn near flooded. Everything ruined. So we call the maintenance guy. He is confused, rushes to the neighbor, and is gone for a while. He comes back to tell us the news. The pipe burst again five minutes after he left the first time, and the neighbor said we didn't think it was a big deal, so we didn't call. Fair enough. What the hell? Well, you know, the white noise of trickling water sometimes helps people sleep. They already knew about the first pipe burst, so they'll get any subsequent pipe bursts. They'll just, it's it's a catch all into the one maintenance call. They don't, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So silly. Oh, no. That story just got worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a combo of like bad neighbors and bad, like things got ruined. And just being in South Toledo, they could have ended it there. (laughs) And then it just got worse. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Good Lord. (laughs) All right. We have a a submission that says, my roommate disappeared and stopped paying rent. After threats from the rental owners and a ton of text, we finally tracked him down at his parents' place. (laughs) He just went home. He was just like, I'm not, I can't do it anymore. I'm peacing out, guys. I'm done. Have a good one. I'm I'm 12 again. I'm 12 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, gotta, gotta go. I, I don't know what a lease agreement is. Yeah, you I don't have to pay rent if you're that. not there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Someone said, I had black mold in my bedroom. A week after the next group moved in, the landlord came and ripped out the walls of that bedroom because it was just insulated with black mold, like seeping out of the walls. It probably took 12 years off my life. Yeah, that doesn't sound healthy. No, no. That sounds bad. That sounds like you should write that down in case something happens later. You could sue them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how that works. Okay. But black mold doesn't sound good. It doesn't. No, it's bad. It's real bad. Black mold's like, you don't want any kind of mold, but, you know. Especially not black mold. Definitely not. Um, (laughs) I love something that I love is that we have all these, all these things coming in. And then someone said, I lived with three drummers in college and the amount of pad tapping was comical. Yep. That's enough. Uh, Three drummers. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You fit. Fucking hell. (laughs) You fit. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in there. (laughs) You're in, you're in with this. I'd rather Um, have my ceiling collapse. (laughs) Truly. Truly. Then a whole year with three drummers? Absolutely th- not. Three drummers, Absolute, not two. Absolutely not. No. Jesus. <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Someone said, we moved to Columbus into a tiny first floor apartment. The bedroom window was 15 feet from train tracks. Landlord did not mention this. We toured a sample unit. We tried to switch units no. and they ghosted us. That's why you always tour the unit that you're going to move into. Dude. And if they try, if they don't let you, then run for the hills. Yeah, that's an issue if they don't if they say, "No, you can't see the one, but trust us, it's it's just it about looks this. like this." Yeah. It's a yeah, yeah, it's a lot like this. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. That's bad. Holy shit. Mm-mm. But yeah, that is the those are our tales of woe. Um I have one more to add. I was I was just going to mention that um a few years after we broke up, I was also living in Toledo, not South Toledo, thank God, but mm-hmm. still still that area. Um, and I ended up um, needing to get a roommate eventually. Like I was just not making enough money to keep living where I was living. So I got a roommate and then yeah. she and I decided to move to a house. But she kind of wasn't the best person. And one of the things that we really did not align on was like, she didn't feel it was necessary to work more than like part-time hours, which is like, sure that's, that's your life, whatever. But her rent budget was like $200. And I was like, mm. that's not, <laughs> Too low. that's not, that's not how much rent is in like the world when you're a person. Yeah. Um, so we ended up getting this house that I, I, it uh, it just had holes in the walls to the outside. Jesus, you could just see the outside, and it was like, that's that's outside. That's bad. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't the, be I seeing outside. What the weather was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was very scary, and it was just like it was this very flimsy box of a house that was like oh. on Mon- Monroe Street in Toledo, which is like the main street. So it was like yeah. every time a car drove by, it was like the whole thing just shook on its hinges. Oh no! It was bad, but that sounds like a bad situation. Yeah, that was the last place I lived before I moved to Cincinnati, so it got better, oh, fortunately. But it that did sucked. get better. It did yeah. get better. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't like that one. But hey, at least, at least I'm not doing that. That's true. And you know it's true. Thank you for indulging segment. me. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. And thank you, listeners, for for sending stuff in. 
Yeah, those were some bangers. Those are some bangers. Um, some sad bangers. Some sad, sad bangers. But you know, speaking of, you heard the new Mitski album? No. So good. I don't so listen good. to Mitski. Should I? You absolutely should. I don't she's, know who she's one of the the most preeminent sad girls. Really? Oh yes. I did not know. You should definitely, definitely check out. I've heard a Mitski song for sure. Right. I'm sure you've hung out with radio. Me. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I think you played me some Mitski. Sure. That, that sounds like yeah. something I would do. Okay. Right on. Uh, well, dude, I'm, I'm going to leave this Google search result up so I can listen to some Mitski later. Hell yeah. Yeah. New album. Um, super good. Hell yeah. It's called, well, it's called speak- Laurel Hell. Oh, that's a good title. Cool title. Huh? Huh? Oh, that makes it Phoebe. Or, uh, yeah. Phoebe Bridgers reference uh, uh, <laughs> gives context to a Phoebe Bridgers tweet that I saw this week. Hell yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, speaking of new media, Ooh. the new the new Jackass movie came out. Okay. And I was, uh, because of that, I was watching the old Jackass movies and a little bit of the TV show. And I have some reflections on the impact that Jackass had on my life that I would like to share with you. Sure, sure, please. Okay. Uh, okay. A Jackass retrospective. It's exactly what this is, and uh, and you know, I I realized that it did have some some pretty significant impact on me. Uh, as silly as that may sound, first of all, uh, I, like many kids, I did film Jackass style stunts when I was a young boy with a little camcorder with my friends. Sure. Sure. Uh, we would, you know, steal shopping carts and then one, someone would get in it and we'd push it into a parking block and then they would fall out. Hilarious. Uh, we, hilarious. We got my wheelchair and we would ride it down this big hill by my house that immediately went into a parking lot. And so you would kind of flip out of it, you know, uh, we funny, would jump off. Funny, of, haha. We would, I agree. We would jump off <laughs> this fence into some bushes and uh, we, you know, we had a good time. We had some bits that we would do. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure. We stole a furniture dolly that I still own uh, that we, you know, would spray painted and kind of, kind of ride it like a skateboard, uh, but inevitably <laughs> fall off. Yeah. And I have to say, um, obviously, I felt some pretty significant physical repercussions from doing shit like that. I would get bleeds and it would uh, be bad. Worth but in, in between, I think it was, you know, it, it made me feel normal that I was able to participate in those things when I could. And yeah. it was kind of the last time I was able to do anything like that because now my body isn't good. And so, <laughs> you know, that was, that was, uh, and maybe, maybe partly as a result of that, but, <laughs> but you, uh, didn't you know, good. And, you, you lived did, like I you did. were dying. Exactly. And I have, um, <laughs> but I, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. And I think the, the like, fuck it attitude translated into other things in my life that that ultimately helped me like i remember i summoned that spirit like the first time i was doing uh i was giving myself an iv like oh this is scary this is gonna hurt but i'm used to this feeling like i've been doing you know i've been like doing dumb stunts with my friends and hurting myself and so (laughs) i like you're just trying to stick yourself and you're like oh this fucking just for the joke lol yeah yeah well yeah it's about (laughs) you know it's about the joke it's about your friends and and it's just like oh fuck it yeah this is gonna hurt but yeah we're gonna do it and then you know i did it or like talking to girls and like socializing in scary situations you just like 
it it was the fucking attitude that they they very much instilled within me that allowed me to to do things that other than hurting myself. Well, hey, that that can only be positive, right? I agree. And uh, and another thing, uh, and this was a less obvious one that that I was uh, that I was thinking about, and then I had a lot of memories associated with it. This is a bit complicated to talk about, but we're gonna we're gonna tread these waters lightly and uh, sure. navigate through this territory. Okay. Uh, I think it helped me be more comfortable in my sexuality. Okay. Now, the reason it's difficult to talk about is because it was like a lot of gay jokes that they would do, where they would like the we're laughing because we're all dressed in like G strings and like showering together. Or like there was one episode where they all auditioned for playgirl and they took each other's photos. And obviously nowadays you wouldn't make being gay, the, the, the butt of the joke Mm -hmm. pun intended, but (laughs) you, the world was a different place back then. It was a much more homophobic. There was a lot of, I would argue, even more internalized homophobia within the general population. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I remember reading an interview with Chris Pontius, who's one of the jackass guys in a, a skateboard magazine, and they kind of brought that up. They were like, you guys, you know, have a lot of that humor within within your content. And he was like, yeah, I wanted to kind of rail against this tough guy persona that these frat boys in colleges were like kind of throwing on us. And Mm -hmm. I realized that a lot of that was like rooted in homophobia. It was like all about masculinity and being like big tough dudes. And Mm -hmm. so he was like, I just wanted to do something that admittedly at the time I found funny, but also just say like, no, you, I, I wrote down a quote specifically. I ended up finding the the article and he said um someone thinking you're gay shouldn't affect your ego or masculinity and yeah. i and you know when i and reading that as like a 13 or 14 year old i think it like turned off that insecurity in my brain before i even before it even started and yeah. so then when i got to high school and i started wearing girl jeans and people were calling me gay it, i like it i didn't trip at all and i didn't even understand like it wasn't it it it's either funny or not offensive you know right, and so right. i think as a young boy that was like that was kind of important to me and you know like basically i think the pipeline of going from we're making gay jokes to we should be comfortable in our sexuality and like mm-hmm. every everyone's fine is an easier pipeline than i'm homophobic to where we, we should be comfortable in our sexuality. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know a lot about Jackass, but but I think it's uh, it's a show that is funny and interesting because there's an inherent vulnerability about it, right? You're just watching yes. these dudes make total fucking fools of themselves. And yeah. like, kind of like subverting the fact that, that th- there's... <sighs> Again, I'm not a subject matter expert on jackass, but to me, it seems like they're committing to it so hard that it's like subverting the, like, they are not ashamed of anything they're doing to the point where, like, if they're doing something because they're laughing about it, like, potentially being gay, it's in the context of this, like, subversion of, we we know that we're being the butt of the joke right now, but we don't give a fuck. 
because yes, we're, absolutely. we're in on it and we're like absolutely yeah. and like they went into things uh th- this is kind of a separate and aside from that but like it was kind of about failure it was about we're gonna yeah. try to do this thing that we know we can't do and in that process we're going to make some funny situations which is and like they're, and they're gonna be like truly kind of cool. humiliating like, yeah absolutely we're gonna i'm gonna fucking embarrass to myself <laughs> yeah yeah and it, but by doing that intentionally it kind of takes the power away from it i yeah i think so too i think so you too could, you could not hurt those guys any more than they have already hurt themselves nope yeah absolutely and it reminded me of the story i think i've told this on the podcast before but when I first started wearing girl jeans, I always bring that up, but it was like, you know, the thing I was doing that yeah. was the most noteworthy at the time. But mm-hmm. I remember I, I was like, <laughs> I wore them in the house and then would take them off and put other jeans on before I left the house for a little while. But I remember like the first time I was leaving the house in them and just like saying, this is something I'm wearing. I was walking by a, a Mexican restaurant with a friend of mine and some dudes on the balcony who were drunk yelled out uh, and called me a fairy. Mm. And when I when we got back to the house, my friend was like, you know what would be funny? And this is 100% jackass inspired. He was like, you know what would be funny is I think my neighbor has like some tutus and some wands and stuff. We should dress up like fairies and get some like wings and stuff and go back and just start screaming I'm a fairy. <laughs> and I said, that sounds great. And so we did that. Sounds that sounds amazing. We, we went over to her house and she said, Abs- I have fairy wings. I have tutus. I have wands. We can absolutely make this happen. And so we got her to hold the camera like from well across the street and just zoom in. And he and I like went up and just started dancing and screaming, I'm a fairy at these guys. <laughs> and it was, you know, that's wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Right on. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. And that is jackass inspired. Well, hey, you know, it's a cultural zeitgeist and I think despite, so. despite the fact that I'm unfamiliar, I'm glad it was it was impactful for you. So you do want to see the new movie with me? I don't. I I <laughs> am squeamish and I don't like watching people get hurt. I That's fair. am honestly, Michael, I've I've come to expect it at this point. I've known you several years, but every time you tell me a story of you voluntarily inflicting bodily injury on yourself, I yeah. die a little on the inside. Yeah. I yeah. I don't like to think of it. I uh having broken a bone in the worst way possible can't watch people break stuff. That right. I absolutely cannot watch that. But the beauty the Jackass, they never show that. They never show like Oh, my arms where it shouldn't be, you know, which is nice. It's nice. No, they don't do that, Natalie. You don't have to. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, you so you shared something that was impactful to you. Can I share something that has been impactful to me recently? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Um, So uh, I think we've talked about uh, vaginas on this podcast before. Um, uh, yeah, I have, think so. I remember there was one time where I asked you, like, I'm if just you, kidding. as a, yeah, you know, I asked you if you, like, thought they were, like, pretty. And I yes. think, I think that question was a very good illustration of, like, the typical level of, like, mystery that has traditionally surrounded just the, the look and experience, the, the look and feel settings of a, of a, of a, 
vagina vulva area. I don't, you know, yeah. you, you yes. know, I don't even know how to talk about it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Everyone calls it vagina. You're talking about it's, the vulva. It's, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, exactly. And, and for me personally, you know, I, first of all, what I think dudes need to understand is that mm-hmm. we don't, we can't see them. We don't see them every day. Right. I, That's a good point. I don't really, I can't really conjure up an image of my own vulva. Like that's just not something that I can do. Um, yeah. In college, I was in a lot of productions, a couple of productions. We did one every year of uh, the Vagina Monologues. And mm-hmm. that I was great. One. That's some like 90s era feminism shit right there. Like Hell yeah, dog. And that got me to a place of like, you should grab a mirror and you should just take a look and like yeah. know what's going on down there. And so I got there. I I got to that place, checked it out. I was like, cool, check. I know what that yeah. is. Yep. Uh, and 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 that was like my level of proficiency with my own vagina for a while. Um, sure. And, you know, but it's always been this kind of topic of mystery. And recently I saw a TikTok that was like, hey, if you feel weird about your vagina and like weird about how it looks or like you don't think maybe yours is normal, yeah. you should check out, you should Google the gynodiversity PDF. Whoa. And I was like, I was like. What is that? I'm going to uh-huh. check it out because I'm a little worried if my is normal. So sure. I Googled it. It is like, I, Michael, I think it was a little life-changing for me. Like, Really? Yeah. It breaks down literally every variation of every different part of like the vulva and, and like the external genitalia. And like- Really? Yeah. And like it breaks it down by like- size and color and texture and how some of them are like this and some of them are like this and like this is like a bilateral on the left side like there's so many things there's so many variations and i i've just never been confronted with how many different things how many like how many factors there are in like vulva appearance yeah dude and it kind of blew my dick off yeah that's interesting because as a man Oddly, I'm kind of more aware of that than you are. Yeah, you totally are. Huh. I never thought about that. Yeah. And I I, I genuinely, for, not only do I like kind of feel better and like more normal and secure, but it's also yeah. just like nice to know what other people might be dealing with. Because Absolutely. You know, that doesn't come across my desk. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it does not. So, so yeah, it was, it, it, if you're a, a, a vulva owner or even just uh-huh. a person who wants to educate yourself on uh, the, the wonderful variety of, of humans, yeah. uh, I, would, I would suggest Googling the gynodiversity PDF and checking it out. I, I'm checking it out right now. I think dudes should look at this as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And if you're looking for it, uh, the easiest, because I think there's like a paid version of it, but if you, there is a Reddit thread that is up there in the Google search results that links to what I believe is a free copy. Yeah, yeah I seems, think if, this seems extensive. Yeah, it's like a couple pages and there's like, there's like full color illustration. I'm looking um, at a 30 pager right here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We got seeing- stats. <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing the Reddit thread you're talking about. Yeah, the the Reddit thread from July. That's a good way to find it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's 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 bananas. I was I was very just educated 
after that's kind of that's cool when did this happen like recently yeah like a couple days ago i love it well everyone check that out that's a my ex and i recommends that's a that's a good thing i would recommend um yeah and now now you were recommending bad things i'm gonna recommend a bad thing now no i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm just gonna talk about a bad thing um (laughs) you're on tiktok have you heard uh-huh. of the have you heard of the female delusion calculator? I can't say that I have. Um it's going around on TikTok in on TikTok right now. Um it's at igotstandardsbro.com if you're interested. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially um it's a calculator with the headline What are the chances to find the man of my dreams? Okay. Um, and it's a it's a calculator based on alleged census information where you can put in some stats about what kind of guy you'd like to date. And then the, yeah. the it tells you how delusional you are, essentially. Um, <laughs> Dude, this is fucked. First of all, I don't like that the minimum height is automatically set at six feet. I find that offensive as a six foot person. There's <laughs> And then there's like a checkbox to exclude obese. I know, minimum income. Is, the minimum in- income is automatically set at eighty thousand dollars. I know, I know. It's fucking bananas. Holy shit! And what's even more bananas is okay. I I'm gonna do this in real time. I've done this before, and I know whereabouts it is. Okay. Um, I'm gonna set my age to like twenty four to thirty eight. I okay. am gonna exclude people who are married. Yeah. Um, because fucking obviously, what the yeah, hell right. are we doing right, right, here? Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to say any race. I'm going to say minimum height. I'm, I'm five, eight. And so I'm going to say five, eight. Um, yeah, I'm not, fair. I'm not going to exclude obese people no. and I'm going to put minimum income at literally 25 K. Yeah. Fair enough. It's loading. We're going to see my results. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm looking for myself because I want to find out how many of me there are. Okay. You know? Yeah. Do you have a, maybe, I think that maybe too many people are on this hot calculator right now. Oh, that could be. Yeah, we're, we're overloading crash, the system right now. We're crashing it. We're crashing their servers. We're crashing You know why? Servers. It's because they're carbon neutral now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't have the power. Yeah, they to don't. To sustain anymore. Well, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to load, so this bit's not going to land. But No, uh, I'm going I'm to keep mine up. I'm going to keep mine up, and we can, we can transition yeah. to something else while this loads. Yeah, we're, we're tabulating. Um, we're tabulating. It's, it's calculating. It's very powerful calculator. It's got to What, you want it to the... fucking audit the census immediately? No. <laughs> it's got to take some time. Spit it out, you know? Run the, run the numbers. Out. Yeah, it's, there's a guy crunching numbers. It's actually just one guy who takes your request, <laughs> crunches like, oh, the numbers, and then says, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Jim, the light's red. The light's red again. <laughs> we got multiple. Like, Fuck, it's Saturday. Somebody, somebody must be recording a podcast. <laughs> they're they're doing a bit, Jim. We gotta get you gotta you gotta get it. You gotta help them. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, yeah, we'll let that load. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it comes back. But again, if especially if this is a trend right now, they legitimately could be overwhelmed. Um. The Reddit hug of death, as I always knew. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Well, I had another thing. If that's okay, we're we're coming up on fifty three minutes. I love Um, that. So last week, 
I started a segment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. That I would like to continue with I you. knew I was I was gonna get the follow up this week. Yes. Yes. You are. This is uh uh the fast and the curious. And I do have a theme song that I would like to play for you. Please. If that's okay. Of course. Hello, you horny little sorry. That's the wrong button. That's the wrong <laughs> oh, button. God damn that's it. wrong. I have it assigned to six of the seven buttons now. <laughs> Okay, Uh, so this is the Fast and the Curious, and this week we are tackling uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, the second movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, Vin Diesel did not appear in this one, but we have the return of Paul Walker. Um, Interestingly, they did not know if Vin Diesel was going to return or not, so they wrote two completely different scripts and were unaware as to which one they were going to use until weeks before production started. Um, but Vin Diesel Jesus did not. Jesus Christ. Not, yeah, so we're off to a rough start. Yeah. And uh, I will let everyone know right off the bat that this is um, on Rotten Tomatoes, the second lowest critic rated and the absolute lowest audience rated. And oh, so oh, just so everyone knows going in where your expectations should be. Now, as I was watching this movie... <laughs> I have not seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies, as I admitted last week. I've seen the first one. I've seen this one. I've seen the third one. And that's it. Um, So we're, you know, we're reaching the limits of my Fast and the Furious knowledge. But I'm revisiting all of these. I haven't seen them in years. Okay. Okay. This one in particular, I think I only saw once. And after watching the first one last week and then watching this one this week, I have to say it feels like a parody of Fast and the Furious, um, especially in comparison to the first one. Um, this movie doesn't feel like it was written by uh, writers. Yeah, it feels like... Uh, it, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, and then I did do some investigating, and apparently, because they had to write two completely separate scripts, they did leave room for improv. And they oh, encouraged lovely. Paul Walker and Tyrese Gibson. It, get creative with it. Just say what you feel. Um, yeah. And and I think that leads to one of my other observations. I wrote this down before I realized that that was true about this movie. I wrote down Paul Walker somehow feels like he became a worse actor in the interim. And uh, okay, okay. And I think that the uh, if anyone watches this movie, that will that will ring true to you as well. Um. But it does feel like a bit of a tonal shift in the franchise. I think this is when they began to say, we're going to start getting silly. Uh, We're going to start doing a little more action. And we're going to base this a little less in realism. We're just going to have a fun, goofy time. Sure. It's a sequel. (laughs) This isn't going to turn into anything. No, no, no. This isn't going to go on. This is going to be our last movie probably. So let's just have a good time. Let's get goofy. Let's bring the rapper Ludacris back. I don't think I mentioned last week that Ludacris is in the first movie. Okay. Good, good, good. Ludacris good. is uh, a street racer in the first movie. Uh, this movie, he literally he gets in a car accident, and while he is uh, fully physically normal looking, he refuses to race anymore. Okay. He'll never go back there. 
So now he's he's having a uh, that's a big it's a big character development because he I think later in the franchise becomes a computer genius. Um, Why? This website, How? This web, yeah, that's a good question. Um, this, <laughs> this website is still loading, by the way. I know um, it's a bad website. Okay, so I'll give you a brief uh, plot synopsis, and then I'll hit you with my conclusion as I did last week. Great. Um, so Natalie, if you'll remember, the last movie ended with Paul Walker letting Vin Diesel go. Um, Paul Walker was a police officer who was tasked with arresting these street racers who were stealing DVD players. And instead, uh, he fell in love with not only Vin Diesel's sister, but I would argue Vin Diesel. And he let him go. And uh, now we we catch up with our main character, Paul Walker. Uh, I will be referring to him as Paul Walker, not his character's name, because uh, that's who I truly believe him to be. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. He's a fine actor in other movies, not this one. Uh, we we catch him as he is going on a cross-country journey. He had to flee Los Angeles, where the first movie took place, because uh, we find out while he's listening to the radio that he is like, they heavily imply that he is the FBI's most wanted uh, criminal in okay. future. Yeah, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he kind of just didn't do an assignment that he was supposed to do and I guess aided and abetted the escape of a fugitive, but ultimately it doesn't seem like they should be reacting that way. If anything, Vin Diesel should still be, you know, more of a threat to the country than Paul Walker is. You know what right. I mean? Right. Uh but anyway, he uh he flees Los Angeles and where does he end up? Miami, Florida, baby. Where else would he Ooh. go? Old sunny Miami, Miami. Florida. Uh, So he pulls up in Miami and uh, for some reason, Ludacris also fled to Miami. Um, I think unrelated, but I guess he was also a part of the the gang. Um, So he he comes to Miami and um, we cut to Ludacris. He is hosting a street racing event with uh, three drivers. But he's He's not participating. He's not. He does. He doesn't race anymore because he got he in a car accident. He can't race. Uh, and, and he's about to become a computer genius, so he doesn't have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a there is a driver named Suki, who is a, a a lady. She is played by Steve Aoki's sister, the DJ, which is an interesting fact. I don't know um, who that is. Steve Aoki? No. Oh, he's a DJ. I've never <laughs> heard anything he's done, but I just know of him. He's kind of just a a guy. Okay. Uh, so we have Suki in this race. We have a fella named Orange Julius, and then oh, like, the, uh, like the like the treat. Yeah, and uh, someone else whose name I don't remember because they're not important. And so we have these three racers, but everyone's like, "We need a fourth. Where are we going to find oh. a fourth? Oh, he's got to be Evans. Yeah, it's got to be Evans, and uh, Paul Walker is going to step in and be the fourth person for the street and race. Save the street race. Yeah, because he he absolutely needs to, and um, he so he he shows up, and um, mostly because he needs money. You know, he I think he's fallen in love with street racing, but also he is the FBI's most wanted criminal, which kind of disqualifies you from being a police officer Job. and getting paid for being a police officer. Right, so, right, right. Uh, yeah, so he he's gonna street race, and he immediately shows up, and he's like, they're like, oh, we're gonna race for like five hundred bucks, and and uh, Paul Walker pulls up, and he's like thirty five hundred bucks. And they're like, Orange Julius is like, no, I don't want to do that. But but they uh, they come to a negotiation. I believe they meet in the middle somewhere, and then this race begins. Um, uh, the race ends up uh, the end of the race. 
they do the classic thing uh, that happens a lot in Florida street racing, I imagine, where a bridge is separating and raising up to let sure. a to let a boat go through, and they fucking uh-huh. they have to ramp over it. So uh, Suki ramps over it, and then Paul Walker he hits his nos and he ramps over her after she already ramped over it, and then Orange Julius approaches and he says, "I'm not going to do that." No, because again, a reasonable he's, man. He's kind of the reasonable one. I kind of wanted to see his movie because he just right. sounds like. You know, he's into street racing, but ultimately uh, is a level-headed person. Right. Uh, so Paul Walker wins that race, but then the cops show up. <sighs> oh, no. The cops show up. So everyone has to flee. And Paul Walker, especially, he's a fucking fugitive. He's the most wanted criminal in, in by the FBI. Absolutely. Now, Natalie, have you ever seen a police chase in a car? I can't. And I can't say that I have. Oh. Well, typically in a police chase. I imagine I've seen the movies. You've seen the movies. And now typically Mm -hmm. what happens in a police chase is is they're, they're, you know, they're going real fast. They're following somebody. And then they do what's called a pit maneuver where they'll like hit the back bumper with their front bumper and they'll they'll spin the person out and then they stop. Okay. Uh, What they did in this movie is they got to Paul Walker and they say he's going too fast. And so they shoot a grappling hook at him and they hook him like a fish. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then they catch him. <laughs> reel him in. They reeled him in, and then they they took him downtown. And uh, his old sergeant shows up, who you know has a bone to pick with him because sure. he abandoned his post. And he says, uh, "Paul Walker, you're a cop again. I need you. I need you, man. You gotta get put the badge back on, buddy. You gotta put the badge back on because I need you." to capture a drug lord who is he's riddling Miami with cocaine. With Ritalin. And with he's riddling Miami with Ritalin. <laughs> and these kids are hyper-focused. <laughs> these kids are doing great on their tests. Um, so this, this drug lord's name is uh, Carter. And, uh, I thought you were going to say Carl, <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. Carter's not much better. Um, he's not. Uh, and of course, Carter also participates in street racing. You know, he's like sure. of that world as well. Because every criminal, street every races. criminal street races. Yeah, that's in the world of the Fast and the Furious. And so he's like, Paul Walker, I need you to get in there. Here's your partner, and he points him to some guy, and he, and Paul Walker goes, No, actually, I need my friend. I need my personal friend from California to be my partner in this mission. And right. you kind of think he's going to say Vin Diesel, and I would have assumed. That if Vin Diesel would have said yes to this movie, it would have it been would've. where Vin Diesel comes back. But it's Luda. Uh, it's no, it's not Luda because he can't raise it's anymore. Natalie, Luda. what's he going to oh, do? Oh right, it's, I thought maybe he would, you know, get over it for his friend. No, 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 no. Uh, no, it's Tyrese Gibson. Um, okay. Oh, I should also mention that the guy who directed this movie directed uh, Boys in the Hood before this, which hmm. is a great movie. But not tonally consistent <laughs> with Fast and the Furious necessarily. <laughs> not an odd career trajectory. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, and so they have to go to California. They get Tyrese Gibson, who is racing in a demolition derby, or racing. He's demolishing in a demolition derby. And okay. after after the demolition derby, they talk to him, and it, it, we find out that uh, he's currently on house arrest for crimes. And uh, they're like, "We need we need you to come." with us and he says no i'm not going to do that i'm not going to work for the cops but they say listen paul tyrese if you do this you're forgiven you get a get out of jail free card and everything will be peachy 
And so they both say, okay, that's fine. And so uh, they they go back to Miami. They meet up with uh, Eva Mendez, who is uh, also an undercover cop, but is kind of dating Carter. And so she's like in with them. Oh, so she's and, both uh, sides. She's kind of playing both sides. Yeah, or, or is helping. You know, she's like trying to help them by getting in good with, with Carter. Uh, okay. Paul Walker does the thing where he's... Uh, he looks at her while he's driving and doesn't break eye contact with her and like for like a dangerous amount of time. And it's supposed oh, to be wow. like a cool thing that he's doing, but it, it just kind of, it just made me nervous the whole time. Right. You know? Yeah. That would make uh, me nervous as the person he was looking at. I would be like, look, you're going to run into me. Yeah. That's what Eva Mendez was doing. She was like, you got to stop. Uh, but he does it. And then she is kind of impressed by it since they don't die. Um, so Eva takes them to Carter's house because Carter needs street racers and, uh, Carter has tasked a bunch of street racers to find the best of the best with going to an impound lot where his Ferrari is and picking up a package that's in the, in the Ferrari. Mm -hmm. You got to break into the impound lot, steal the package and speed away. And the first one that gets it is the winner. And so of course, of course, Paul Walker and Tyrese win, uh, they, they bring the package back. Um, while, or, and actually while they're speeding back, the cops that are watching them who have hired them to do this think for some reason that Tyrese and Paul are trying to escape. And, uh, and so they start following them instead of the other people that are driving, which is kind of suspicious. And so Tyrese just shoots at them. So that's a fun thing that doesn't really make any sense. Um, and then they get back to Carter's and Carter opens the package and it's just a cigar. He was just trying to test everybody and Paul Walker and Tyrese have have passed the challenge okay uh then they go to a nightclub where uh where carter tortures a uh miami police officer and tells them that he needs he needs a window of opportunity to get some some shit done and the cop says okay i'll give you that you just let me know and i'll get the the cops off your tail the local police off your tail because uh, Carter's trying to get out of the life. And so he wants to launder a bunch of money. He wants to get like these duffel bags of money and get on a private jet and get the fuck out of Miami. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, they learn of this plan. Uh, and then Paul Walker and Tyrese connect back with the police. They say, this is what he's planning to do. Um, and, uh, and so they, uh, Carter has Paul Walker and Tyrese Gibson drive in separate cars. And, with each of them is an associate of Carter's to make sure everything goes okay. Okay. And so, yeah, we got to look out. They go, they steal the duffel bags of money from somewhere. I, I, I kind of wasn't paying attention. It was, it was kind of hard to follow at the time. It it didn't make a lot of sense. You know, who knows? It's not important. Yeah. Cut to, they have money in the car and they're speeding away from the police. Right now you don't know how they're going to escape from the police. The police shouldn't have been there because the guy told Carter that he would have a window of opportunity to make this happen, but the police are following them. And so Paul Walker and Tyrese Gibson, they drive into this warehouse and then in the warehouse is like 15 other street racers, uh, organized by ludicrous who are all driving the same cars that Paul Walker and, and Tyrese Gibson are. And so they all go out in different directions and, the, the cops like have to pull someone over and who do they pull over? They pull over uh, Suki and, and Orange Julius. And oh. so Paul Walker and Tyrese were able to get away. They're free. So they're free. Uh, and now they need to get to the airport uh, where the guy's going to leave. Right. Uh, however, Paul Walker 
um, he, he's driving and his associate, his guy says, don't go to the airport, go to the marina where the yachts are. Paul Walker's like, oh my God, okay, I guess I guess I should, uh, guess I should do what he says. Meanwhile, Tyrese, he's over his guy, you know, because he, he wants to stop the bad guys. And mm-hmm. so he hits a button in his car that we didn't know existed that launched his passenger seat into the air and through the roof of his car. And the, the, the associate flies into the ocean. He seemed unharmed, but it's still, I feel like that would hurt your spine and stuff. Right. If you Owie. were launched into the air like that. Yeah. Um, and so that happens. And Paul Walker was going to do the same thing. But now that this guy said Marina, Paul's like, oh, I guess I got to keep him around. I got to see what's going on because all the cops are at the airport. But that was just right. a decoy. Um, oh, Paul Walker ends up kissing Eva Mendez at some point, which is a problem because as, as we discussed last week, he's in love with um, Vin Diesel's sister. Right. And so oh. I, I don't think that ever happens again. But anyway. They get to the marina. Some dude tries to kill Paul Walker, but Tyrese, I'm almost done, but Tyrese beats him up. Um, you don't have to say However, <laughs> however oh, okay. Tyrese, after he beats the guy up, um, Paul Walker and him are in the car, and then they look, and the guy's getting away on the yacht. He took <gasps> the money, and he's, he's floating away on the yacht. What so the Paul Walker, Paul Walker backs his car up and then ramps it off of the marina and the car lands on the yacht uh and then they get out there's a shootout carter ends up dying or getting arrested or, or something uh oh no no he they killed him and then uh paul and tyrese get their pardons um they take a little bit of the money before they turn it into the cops and they both sure, agree yeah. to stay skim in miami yes yeah, give a little off the top so they can open a garage they're going to stay in miami yeah. they're going to be best friends and they're going to open a garage together yeah buddies i love that yeah so as i said uh it's i think the worst movie in the franchise at least to the audience's standards and the second worst according to the critics um and so i'm hoping that it picks up after this uh this was not necessarily an enjoyable experience the action was better um okay you know i think i think i didn't like it as a kid because i thought the first one was so cool but now as an adult, I see that it's taking itself way too seriously, whereas this one doesn't do that necessarily. Gotcha. Um, but I still I still would put this at number two. Oh, also, I've decided as we're going to do this, I'm going to rank them as I go through them. Okay. Uh, and right okay. now, the rank looks like the number. So the, the first one's number one. This one's number two. I suspect it will drop even lower as the weeks go on. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. We should, we, so should keep a, we should keep track of the, the board. Oh yes, I absolutely will. I'm uh, yeah, I have it written down in my in my notes. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, thank you and that for was that. A, that was the Fast and the Curious, yeah. Yeah, um, it's. I'm glad that you're watching these movies so that uh-huh. I t- don't ever have to. Yeah, you don't. Ha- you don't ever have to. But now, if some dude asks you about Fast and the Furious, you can be like, "Oh, the one with oh, Tyrese Gibson." Yeah, I'll remember Paul that. Walker. It's Paul Walker. <laughs> And ludicrous. You'll know the the basic plot, maybe. Yeah, ludicrous. If you say ludicrous, they'll be like, oh, this chick knows what she's talking about. Hell yeah. Luda. You know, Luda. <laughs> there is a ludicrous song in the movie, which is oh, weird. It's perfect. disorienting. I love that. Yeah. And so that was, you know, that was my uh, Fast and the Furious segment for the week. I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I have two final things before we wrap up. The first thing is... There was a story from um, the earlier segment about bad houses that I forgot to read. Um, and I want to oh, read please. it because it's from a person whose story I also forgot to read for the last <laughs> segment. Oh, no. So I, 
I promise I'm just forgetting. It's not that your stories aren't good. Um, <laughs> um, this person says, when we lived in Sandusky for a summer, one of our roommates left an entire ham in the fridge for weeks. <laughs> That's like a cartoon bad roommate. I really it like is. that. <laughs> it is. It got so moldy and gross, and we finally got them to throw yeah. it out. But they just put it on top of the trash can where it was eaten by a large colony of feral cats and slowly became oh infested God. with maggots. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's no good. It's not. That's no good. It's Hate not. It. Hate Natalie, it. did I put you to sleep with my Fast and the Furious segment? Can you, you can admit it. No. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> I was just making sure. I was just making sure. Texting me? No, no, no. I was. I. I'm playing. I'm golfing later, and I just wanted to to let them know. Just, just confirming. Just doing your correspondence on the podcast. So, guys, guys, if you listen to this later, you know now that I wasn't lying when I said I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a second. You know. Well, the last thing that I want to do here today is. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So. Oh yes, I forgot about this segment. I'm so excited. Yeah, longtime listeners of the show will remember our friends episode, and one of the friends um, that was on that episode was our dear friend Sibo. Yes. Um, For some context, he was the person who sent me a naked picture that I did not respond to. Right. Hilarious. Yeah. Sibo um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, expressed that he really enjoyed um, last week when we talked about your Hinge profile, Michael. Yep. Um, and he said that if that's something we want to do more of, he offers his up as a sacrifice. It sure and is. I'm, I'm totally, totally into this. Um, so I want to give a really quick little review of our friend Sibo's Hinge profile. If you would like to see the visuals that I'm referencing, Michael's, they are available in our shared podcast email account. Oh, wonderful. Okay, I'm going to open that up real quick, but you can get started while I'm loading this up. So Sibo, as everyone should know, is a very cute boy. Adorable. We love Sibo. He's one of the cutest. cutest. Um, so we we open here on on uh, Sebastian's profile. <laughs> um, Sebastian also like Sibo is a cute nickname, and then Sebastian is a cool name. Name, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, oh, you're an English spy. Yeah, he's got the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but we open on a, an adorable photo, looking straight at the camera, smiling with his cute little smile and a cute little outfit, looking great. Ten out of ten on that first photo. I agree. Very, some some very hip glasses. Oh, e- um, every part of the outfit's actually great, dude. The background's great. The smile is great. The glasses are cool. The beanie's cool. The shirt's cool. It's great, and it looks. It Love clearly it. looks like somebody else took this photo, which is like. The hallmark of a good profile for men, I think, like just not bad selfies. I agree. Have one of those. You should definitely have one of those. All right. And then the first little um, snippet of information that we get is Sibo fills in the prompt, my mantra is, and he fills this uh, prompt with a quote, uh, slow down, grab the wall, wiggle like you trying to make your ass fall off, Sage the Gemini. That's beautiful. Which is beautiful. If we're if we're giving feedback, 
Yeah, doesn't yeah, really, yeah. Does, we should doesn't doesn't really tell me anything about you, Sibo. It's funny, it haha. Maybe maybe tells right. me that you're a little funny, haha. But so am I, you know. And exactly, it's I'd a like bit. To, I'd like to learn though. I'd like to learn some more, especially in that you know the first prompt is prime real estate. It's like I, that's where I need to know. That's true. That's true. And it's a bit, which is funny. I like the bit. However, it does not offer any additional piece of information. I would say if you're going to do bits in your profile, I would save it for later. I agree. I agree. Or work it into a real thing, you know? Right. Right. Um, and then we get an, an another photo. This one's a selfie. We've got different hair, um, yep. but still a very, very cute selfie, cute photo. Um, I would like, I think if I were a lady, I would be like you wondering. Are I am a lady. Yeah. I would be wondering <laughs> which which hair is like the most recent. Uh, yes, very. That's a very good point. Typically, yeah. you put the most recent photo first. In my, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then the next prompt is New Year, same capitalist regime. I think this one Love is it. funny, and yep. it lets me know that you're kind of like a leftist-minded person. Yes. We probably have like similar outlooks. alignments. It's funny. Uh-huh. I love it. I love that one. Again, that's a bit, but also has a little piece of information in it. And you're like, okay, this guy's a little cool little lefty. I like it. And then the next photo we don't get a full screenshot of, but I'm seeing some very cute glasses. So Yes, and I, some I like, like kind of one. wet hair, which I'm kind of into. Yeah. Um, and then the last prompt is, I'm convinced that the Beatles aren't a real band. It's just Ringo moving real fast on stage. which is hilarious again again love it very funny however so funny a lot about SIBO here what's you know what's SIBO all about I know about Ringo I don't know about SIBO yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) he's a leftist he's a little conspiratorially minded but but Mm -hmm. ultimately I want a little more out of you SIBO yeah yeah your hopes your dreams um and then the last pick is a is a cute little group pick and usually I'm against group pictures in dating app profiles. However, I think this one is good because it's the last one and we've gotten a lot of clear face pics. So I feel like I can yeah. very clearly tell which person you are. That is always an issue with group photos. I'm like, I don't know what your bitch ass looks like. Why do you think I can pick you out of this photo? Yeah, I had a girl on Hinge the other day who it was exclusively group photos and I had to like narrow it down based off of who recurred. Who was in each photo. Who was photo. the only person recurring in each photo, yeah, which is a Ridiculous, nightmare. ridiculous. But I think this is one that's very well done. Yes, I do too. I have no notes on the photos. Yeah, no notes on the photos. I think the photos are great. My only, yeah. my only feedback would be, you know, maybe just tone it down to one bit and then use yeah. one prompt to like share maybe what you're looking for or yes. like what is important to you in a person or whatever. Um, it's always nice to have an in to those more like vulnerable conversations right off the bat. I agree. I agree. Something, and if anything, that's just going to be a, an easier springboard into an actual conversation. They're going to yeah. see something like that is a genuine piece of information about you and be able to say, okay, here's where I can begin the conversation. You know, hell yeah. So Sibo, right we on. love it. Sibo, we love it. I, I I think it's great. This was fun. I've never wanted to like offer up our services as profile reviewers because I feel like there's a lot of people doing that and doing it better. But yeah. 
if you ever want us to look at your dating app profile, we have a lot of experience making fun of them. So that's true. We could, we could probably tell you, you know, what dumb jokes we would make. I wouldn't make exactly. any dumb jokes based off this profile. I would say, oh, what a nice, earnest person. I hope they get what they want. Right. We can use our powers for good here and we could say, oh, this is a profile we would not screenshot to talk about on the podcast. Yes. And I can say yeah. this is one. Yeah, we wouldn't screenshot. We would just say, oh, this is a nice fella. This is a nice fella. Yeah. No screenshotting. Nice, so. nice cute little fella. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> hey, we well, love you, Sibo. We love you, Sibo. We're looking at an hour and 20 minutes for this episode. I feel like this episode has Ooh, flown girl. by. Yeah, me too. I actually like have more stuff, but I will save it for next week because we are at so long. I think it's maybe more subject matter appropriate for next week anyway because it's going to be a V-Day episode, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, hell yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. You ready for that? Yeah, dude, I still have notes too. That's so rare. That's so rare. We're we're bursting with content today. Also, um, <laughs> my my female delusion calculator never ended up loading, so I exited out. No, me um, neither. Me I think I think the end to that bit is just that it's a dumb website and it's poorly built. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, boo, boo. So yeah, next week will be the Valentine's Day episode in a couple different reveals. I think. Um, mm -hmm. But also, I I gotta say, next week's Fast and the Furious segment, I'm very excited for because I will be watching Fast and the Furious Three Tokyo Drift, which is my favorite of the three that I've seen. And just in time for Valentine's Day, which I think is seasonally appropriate. We can all agree. I think so too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm excited for it too. Then, and so I think maybe we should wrap it up. Um, you know, I, I want to take a moment to just say sincerely thank you to Ryan Chernick for the intro. Yep. And thank you, you to Landon Tours for the intro music. It has love served you, us well this season. It yep. has been such a fun chapter in this podcast, and we really appreciate you contributing to that. Um, I agree. And thank you, listeners. Um, send us stuff. Follow us on stuff. You know the drill. Um, and I think all that's left to say is good. Night, New, New York. York. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> nope, wrong. <laughs> nope. There it Michael. is. Michael. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry about that. Killing it. We're doing great. <laughs>